Welcome to the Xbox Podcast. My name is Larry Herb, Xbox's Major Nelson, and it's great to see you. First of all, I want to thank you if you're watching us or listening to us wherever you are. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and you know, doing all that stuff. Did I do it right? <laughs> did I do it right? No, no. You didn't I think you it. did a great job. Thank you, Rebecca. Don't, don't enable him, Rebecca. <laughs> he, he needs to tell everybody that this drops on Friday. We did all that stuff last week, and you had double the views. So I don't, I can't really take credit for that. But no, you can tell everybody what show it is. You, it's this I mean, official Xbox podcast. We uh, release every Friday on most Fridays on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, all your finer podcast outlets, and assuming things are well, you're going to get us. We've got interviews. We've got. We'll wrap up the Xbox News a Week. This is a great way going into your weekend where you can kind of you know check out. Hey, what's going on on Xbox? What did I miss this week? Because I know that you're busy with your lives, and we're here to kind of help you along a little bit. The one thing we can't help though is Jeff with his audio inputs. I don't think your mic is actually selected as the input. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, oh, you're probably yeah. <laughs> And the reason I know this is because off the air, Rebecca and I were troubleshooting this for her setup, right? Doesn't sound like it's right. Yeah, you sound like me last week. Yeah, just not I right. will disappear and reappear. How about that? Oh, okay, I guess we're going to do that. I guess we're, I guess we're going to do that. And until then, we'll just bye. Uh, bye. Jeff's just going to go away and he's going to come back. So I guess, Rebecca, <laughs> we can go full screen on you or not. I don't know. Hi, right, sure. How about now? How are you? Oh, you sound way better. Welcome back. All right, there we go. That's we it. Go. Oh, yeah, that Just sounds a, good. A, a puppy head, pull the plug out. That, I don't have a puppy. I was going to say, you don't, you, you, you're, you're, you don't have a cat. You don't have a dog. You don't have anything in your house. A lot of squirrels in this neighborhood. So occasionally, it's only a matter of time before one of them gets in here and starts chewing on the wires. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great to see everybody. Rebecca, it's, it's how are things out in New York City? Fall in New York is nice. Everyone keeps telling me to get out to Central Park to watch the leaves. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've been... I have been mostly cooped up in my apartment, though, but uh, I'll probably get out and look at leaves at some point. Here's They're not going anywhere, right? Um, go, go over to Grand Central, take the Metro North, go up to New Haven, uh, walk around Yale, and then you can grab some pe pizza at Pepe's or Sally's and then take the Metro North back. This feels like a long trip. <laughs> she just said she can't even get out of her house. <laughs> you get Central. Central We're like go a about mile from Central Park, yeah. North. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying I'm just trying to get you up there. You've never been to my home state of Connecticut, have you? And I want to get you I want to get you up there to enjoy that cuz New, Eng New England in the fall is uh, it's primo. Mm, I see. I did actually have brunch with a gal from Connecticut last weekend and oh, she complained about it quite a bit. So What did she complain about? I don't know. Uh, she said pizza. it's boring and there's no good food except for pizza. Yep. Um She said Pepe's yep. is no good. That's what that was like the, her direct quote. I am. I I'm just stirring the pot. I I am not going to get involved with the with the pizza wars, the great pizza wars of Wooster Street. Do not. I will not do that. That's where that's where all the pizza places are. They're on Wooster Street. So, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Here. All right, let's move along and talk about games, shall we, gang? Because this is going. This, nowhere is, this is the worst travel podcast of all time. <laughs> it's the anti-travel <laughs> podcast. I can't get out of my apartment. Uh, so, <laughs> oh boy what uh, rebecca we're going to start with you because jeff and i uh, will share our co-op story this week but what are you playing uh so i got the chance to try the halo infinite beta this weekend finally um with a lot of <laughs> other people you did <laughs> yeah uh it was it was pretty great i'm a little bit like nervous for my future as a halo player though because i feel like i'm 
I feel like I'm starting to fall behind. Like just all the clips that I saw of people posting and just like the, I I mean, big team battle has never been my thing. It's always been a little bit chaotic for me. I am Mm -hmm. really sad that I missed out on the four before weekend last weekend. Um, And I also don't really care for capture the flag. Um, I would prefer if we were all just trying to think of a way to not say just killing each other. Um, But I would prefer if we were all just in so are yes, you, are testing you okay our combat with, skills. Did you get to play territories at all? No. So every time I match made, it uh, brought me to capture the flag. So after mm-hmm. like four matches, I was like, okay, I'm done <laughs> because oh, I don't like capture the flag. Because <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and I played a little bit over the weekend. You were on a little bit later. I was going to join you, to be honest, but I, I was so deep into Far Cry, I couldn't break myself free. But Jeff and I played a little bit. And I think we did a nice mix of Slayer, um, Capture the Flag, Territory. It was like all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah, there's that mode, Total Control, which I yeah. thought was really interesting because I uh, n- in the arena mode, there's uh, there's a, a con- like a sort of a territories mode where as long as your team has two of the three spots, you're sort of racking up points and it counts up to 200 or something like that. And right. then you win. This one, it was different. You had to hold all three points, but just for like a second, if you could get all three, then you scored a point and it was first team to three points, but it was actually incredibly chaotic. Yeah, and, You'd and be the, so and close. Those flag points kept moving. Once all, once you got three, they're like, okay, let's reset it. And they would go to different yeah. parts on the map. Yeah. So it was, so, it was pretty good. But you're right. It's, it's bonkers. Cool. Yeah, it's absolute chaos. Um, I'm with you where capture the flag. I'll, I'll stay back on defense, which is like, I do enjoy getting the flag character, just sort of depriving people of joy. Maybe that's if we were to like have a, a breakthrough in my, my psychology, it's, I just want this person who's like so close to feeling happy to just to crush that and have their dreams turn to ashes in their mouth. But Mr. Buzzkill, um, Mr. Joy killer, Mr. Unhappy. Rebecca's like, see, now I get it. See, I, I feel like yeah. I'm connecting with you on the right level. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, tremendous amount of fun. And just like the, I, just a, a tremendous amount of just mayhem, and it really sort of captured, uh, I think, everything I love about Halo. Um, it's very tight. I love the controls. I think they they bound- Look, this is the Xbox podcast. We're not going to get up here and like issue a list of gripes. That is not, not what we do. But I will say, as someone who um, missed out on most of Halo 3 and Reach and ODST, because I was you know working elsewhere, and 5, we had a lot of fun with Warzone. Yeah. Um, I would say this more than anything brings me back to why I fell in love with Halo in the first place. And it just feels great. And it sounds great. Uh, the sound design is just, is just so good. And um, I just couldn't, couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, we, we were in, we, Jeff and I played a little bit. We played a lot with the folks from 343. You know, I don't know. There was one session. I don't know if you were in that session, Jeff, but we played with the lead developer on, on, on the game one of the lead project managers on the game, the head of community. I mean, it was like, it was like halo royalty in this game. And we, we did, we did pretty good. We lost, but we won, but it was a lot of the games were were really close. And I remember when we were developing um, matchmaking, the matchmaking system for Xbox back in the day, we used to have this true skill concept. The the sign of a good match is one that's like, kind of like a, a little bit of a tennis match. In other words, it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And we ran into a lot of that. We ran into a lot of the games which were, you know, forty nine to fifty, or you know, you know, uh, just within within close moments. Like it was really a lot of fun. So it was uh, really looking forward to when it releases later this year. One yeah, of the cool things. One thing I, we'll go on. Oh, I was just gonna say that's one thing I've heard from like friends, and then I also experienced it too. Is just that the matchmaking feels a little bit more accurate to like yep. your your skill set. Yep. Um, so yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's. that's I know that they've done some work on that. I, we should get. We'll get. We'll get the folks from Halo on the podcast to talk a little bit about that. But Jeff, what did you want to say? Yeah, no, I was watching uh, when when things first went live at like 9 a.m. last last Friday Pacific, um, and kind of funny was streaming, and they were just like, I "Wonder if we can get 12 people to a party," and I just like logged out of my meeting and just joined with them and we ran a full 12 party until the until that particular um window of, of matchmaking closed and it was it was madness but it was really really fun um and and to roll in if you can get a group of 12 which i know we ended up doing later on with 343 yeah yeah that was the way to go that was yeah, a really cool 343 we played with members of the community we had some folks in there which were frighteningly frighteningly good like it was i mean that i don't want to speak for jeff but i i know that i i as i like to say i'm usually on, on the left end of the bell curve yeah i i this is the button i use the most right here the the view button because i kept hitting it through the scoreboard and make sure i wasn't in last that was mostly yeah my goal. i need to just not be at the bottom well you did and that, so. sometimes i i i did that We'll get somebody on from the Halo team in 343 to talk about uh, their release coming up later this year. So we should do that. What else are you playing, uh, Rebecca? Oh, I know one of the games you're playing. <laughs> Rainbow Billy. Rainbow Billy. Wait, what's up? <laughs> yeah, so Rainbow Billy came out this week. Um, I actually did an interview with Chris Chancy. He's the CEO and executive producer uh, at Mana Void. And uh, it's a pretty great game. I think... One thing that's been interesting is someone who's been playing games for, you know, what I consider a long time. Um, I've, it's been really interesting to see how games have evolved as a medium um, and just seeing like, you know, people creating games that are intended to have like a positive impact or create like positive feelings or, you know, aren't just about killing someone as fast as possible, even though those are really fun too. Um, and so, yeah, Rainbow Billy is really like, I would have never thought I would enjoy talking to a trash can, but the trash cans are really nice and they have these like witty things to say. So it's actually a pretty like cute, well-designed game. Um yeah, with uh, the the, the gameplay is also like pretty nice, like variety of like puzzles and like dialogue and then also like turn based challenges. So it's pretty sweet. I'd recommend people Don't check it out. But you can learn more you. during the interview. <laughs> yeah, right. Not everybody in a trash <laughs> exactly. can is, is, is a grouch. It looks it looks like a lot of fun. You have to and, and, and Rebecca will have an interview later on. You, you know, you talked about the evolution of gameplay and games, Rebecca. It's interesting you say that because. In the interview I have with Sam Lake about Alan Wake Remastered, he talks a little bit about that, about how, you know, not just necessarily the gameplay, but obviously the technology. So we're going to talk about that. And then, Jeff, you're going to you're also going to talk to someone. Who do you talk to next? Oh, uh, I was uh, Clem Kwong Clem from, from uh, NHL. the NHL 22. Yeah. NHL hockey. Hockey fever is here. It's melt. It's melting the ice. It's too hot. It, the two do not coexist. The fever and the ice. I don't know what I'm talking about. Have you? <laughs> I know. Have you been to uh, Have you been to a, a game yet, in like Madison Square Garden, Rebecca, in New York, or a show or anything? Mm -mm. You got You got to go check that place no. out. That's pretty cool. Okay, it's on the list. Eventually, when I leave my apartment. <laughs> so first step: stop it. Look at the leaves at Central Park. Then hop on some train, go all the way up to New Haven, Connecticut, on Worcester Street. Then get back in time you've got a they're dropping the puck at 7 p.m at msg so you've got a heck of Sounds a day like a very busy weekend yeah that yeah. is the tri-state lifestyle i'll tell you that right now <laughs> wait which one is the third state is it well, new it jersey it's usually jersey? new jersey new york and connecticut but if you're from pennsylvania you'll say pennsylvania new jersey new york 
uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware is sort of that. That was the the Delaware Valley tri-state that was the area. Southern version of the tri-state. New Jersey, yeah, New Jersey's there's sort of like there's North Jersey and South Jersey, and right Very around different. Princeton, you know, if you see people in like Giants and Jets gear versus Eagles gear, that's how you know which which part you're at. I see. You don't spend a lot of time in New Jersey. Educated on that on that northeastern lifestyle, uh, eventually, Rebecca. Although Rebecca and I were commiserating. There's there's this weird thing in the Northwest uh, talking about food that you don't really find in the Jeff. This is teriyaki. There's no teriyaki in New York, or not that that she's found or I found. Yeah, it's just a really big thing around here. I mean, like you've, I'm sure everyone's had or heard of teriyaki chicken, but like teriyaki restaurants, and there's like all, oftentimes they'll have like their teriyaki plus Chinese food or teriyaki plus Korean food or teriyaki plus Vietnamese food and like for lunch, like some of some of the best stuff that you could get. There's certain things that they all have. They all have like chicken teriyaki or yakisoba. Yes, but then they'll have their own sort of specialties that go on top of it. And there are dozens and dozens, usually like family-owned local places, like a one-off, not a chain. And um, like when in doubt, if I don't know what to have for lunch, like around the Microsoft campus, there's at least a half a dozen teriyaki places. And Stones we all have our favorites. Oh, I miss it. I miss yeah, that. it's fine. I think the one around my parents' house was, I think it was, I, it's funny you mentioned yummy teriyaki. I think it was yummy teriyaki, but it was like number five, but there was no number one, two, three, or four. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like they are like independently owned. So I really don't know where the other four were, mm. but yeah. <laughs> They're connected in name only. Let's be clear. Um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we're, we're, we'll we'll uh, have to have some teriyaki if we get out to New York again. We're looking forward to. Come. I know Jeff and I. There was what's funny, Jeff. I don't know if you saw that email. Jared, I know you, maybe you were on it, Rebecca. We were we were talking about. Five, was it five or six years ago? We were in New York for the Windows 10 launch, and Windows 11 is launching this week. Yeah, that was a fun time because the event, as I recall, was in the headquarters where you're at in the first division game. Like yes. it, it's like the big mail depository or something. Office, uh, right off, yeah. Off Broadway. Yeah. And that's like your head of, uh, that's your center of operations in, in the original division game. And we're like, we've been there. We yeah. know that one. We know that door. <laughs> we know that door. Oh, that door, the memories. If that door could talk, Larry. I don't know. Oh boy. Uh, anyway. Uh, so yeah, so you're playing those couple of games. Um, I, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, I'm playing halo Jeff and I, and this is the segue to what Jeff and I are playing. And you know what I should do, Jeff, I should just yes. do the reveal when I go like this, we are Ooh. playing far cry six, which for those of you that have been listening to the show for some time, know that Jeff and I played four completely co-op five completely co-op and now we're doing six completely co-op this is th yeah this this for some reason the far cry experience in co-op is just bananas fun it's a completely completely different experience because when you're playing by yourself in this game especially um because you i found like it's it's kind of hard to o op yourself you're not like in previous games you're just like ah, i kill like 10 alligators and three you know panthers or something and i have some crazy armor or something like that this game works a little bit differently it's more of a leveling system yeah. and there's plenty of times where if if i go in loud like that's it i'm not i have no chance in, at all to to, to be successful so i've got yeah so exactly so you're just going in very stealthy and taking your time through it 
But when we were playing together, it's just like, forget it. Let's just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to launch a bunch of rockets and you're going to take out your frame flamethrower. We're going to land a chopper right in the middle of this base and just go to, go to town. And we've been having just some like, just crazy, like sort of emergent moments, which um, is fun. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of fun with that. And it's, uh, it's, are you a Far Cry fan, Rebecca? I'm not, but I'm still enjoying your stories. <laughs> We killed a we killed a crazy together. I yeah, mean, yeah. there was a, it was a mongoose infested house. We had to clear it out. We were what, what happens every time is we try to go in quietly and and you know because there's always these alarms. You want to disarm, disarm the alarms before so they can't call in like the cavalry. Inevitably, we screw it up. Like every time we screw it up, we're like doing so well, and then it's just a mess, and then we're just lucky to get out of there alive. Yeah. Which is which is. Which is fun, which is why we love doing it. Yeah, we also, part of it is, as you know, you know a lot of it's like, Rebecca, when you're playing a game and you're like, you're unlocking weapons and attachments. You want to try that stuff out. So I don't want it to sit in the holster. Let's have a little bit of fun with this thing. So we we have a lot of fun with it. Can I just tell you my favorite part of the game, which was the least expected favorite part of the game? Oh, boy. So at one point, I was playing a little bit solo and I was... I was wandering around and I had some... My vehicle had gotten blown up, so I'm, I'm hoofing it. And I found a jet ski just sort of parked like by the bank of this river. Yeah. So I get on the the jet ski and the radio starts playing uh, Ricky Martin, Live in La Vida Loca, which um, if if you were alive in the, when did that come out? Late 90s, early 2000s? Uh, say 99. Sure. And when you're living in South Florida, like you heard that song, like it was just pumped into your brain directly. Like it was wait, just wait, nonstop. Wait, wait. You're hearing that song all the time. about the other South Florida connection? The other South Florida connection? Yeah, remember when we? No, I don't know. That character singing Informer. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. So, well, that was really good. But um, uh, he was Canadian. But anyway, so then my character <laughs> just started singing along with "Living La Vida Loca," and it made a song that I don't want to hear. Like super charming and even to the point like where i got where i was going the song was still going and so i you know i i ditched on on you know on the side of whatever this riverbank and i come off and she still just keeps singing like it was still in her head and she like finished the verse and then it was like okay back to business of like blowing something up oh my up. gosh but, i love that noticed, yeah I, it was just like a really cool touch and i've noticed in some other songs which I, I I was not familiar like songs in spanish and stuff like sometimes like she'll just sing it and get super into it um, which is really cool. Like in previous Far Cry games, you didn't, a lot of times your character, you never heard from them. Yeah. And this time you yeah. see your Most character. Games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so your character is not a silent protagonist with amnesia or anything like that, but a fully fledged character. And so, and, and likable and kind of like, you know, like in the Assassin's Creed games, like, you know, you get really into your character, even though it's a first person, they let you see your character when you go into like villages or areas where you cannot fight. Um, it goes out to a third person perspective, kind of like destiny does that. Yeah. Um, when you're in, when you're battling, it's first person, but when you're in the, you know, the tower or wherever it might be, um, you see your character and get to see how you're decked out and everything like that. So, um, I don't, it's just a lot of fun, but yes, we did hear somebody, a radio station playing informer was like this one hit wonder, at least in America. I think he was popular in Canada. Um, like rapper. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I said South Florida. I'm completely. I'm wrong. Wrong direction. South Florida, South 
South Ontario. I mean, I see what you, where you're going with on that, but it was like a different, I'm like, is this informer, but in Spanish? And, 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 and sure it was. was, by the way, I just looked it up. Uh, live in La Vida Loca, March 23rd, 1999. So. Wow. Okay. So, yep. Uh, very much a Florida resident at that time. And, uh, Ricky Martin was everywhere. Everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Everywhere. Anyway, Far Cry 6, check it out. Uh, Jeff and I are enjoying it. Rebecca, if you want to do a little co-op, let me know. The, although the, the, one little, the one little area that was that they didn't have in this game that Jeff and I did in all the previous games is like he would play some single player, I'd play some single player, and then you could come together in the previous games, then like drop weapons for the other. Here's the high-powered sniper. Oh, nice. I'll pick it up. And yeah. Yeah. Then it's in your inventory okay. from that point forward. No, they, 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 they sewed up that loopholes but we've been able to do with vehicles at least where i was like oh i got this cool chopper now you take it and bring it back to your base so uh, at least there's there's that i got actually i got to get that tank from you larry that's right i forgot about the tank that i got so you got the tank let me me borrow your tank just casually holding onto the tank yeah a lot of a lot a lot of games out this week we're gonna talk about some game some coming to game pass later on but right now uh, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little bit of a break and ro- start the interviews uh, where Jeff is gonna talk about uh, Jeff's gonna talk about NHL. You're gonna learn all, all about NHL 22, and then uh, I am gonna talk to Sam Lake about the remastered version of Alan Wake. If you haven't checked that out, it's it's it looks stunning. We'll play a little bit of that, and then Rebecca's gonna wrap it up talking about Rainbow Billy. We are fully into the fall, and all the big sports are rolling out. Obviously, we're a couple weeks into football, the Premiership. Six, we're seven weeks into that, but there's one sport that is better adapted to the cold than just about anything else, and that is hockey. We are very close to the start of the NHL hockey season, and it's a particularly exciting one. Uh, yes, I'm speaking here from someone who lives in Seattle. We're very excited about the Kraken, but I think the excitement's going to really be spreading throughout the country. There's a new TV deal. It's going to be easier than ever to be watching hockey uh, across ESPN and their family of channels. So. What better way to get ready for hockey for the new season than to play NHL 22, which is out next week. And we are speaking this week to Clem Kwong, the lead producer for NHL 22. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So tell me, like, yeah, this is a, a, a fun time. And I, and I feel like um, there's there's some excitement and i i know being in seattle you we're, we're we're very much in a sort of a, a bubble here where like the level of excitement is crazy um i lived just right down the street from where they were doing the draft party and there was choppers flying all over the place it was it's was actually really cool to see um and i say that as a flyers fan but um i feel like there has been some real growth of 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 uh, the the presence of hockey um obviously you're in canada couldn't be any bigger, but in the U.S. as well. And do you, do you feel that across the border and sort of this uh, some some new zeitgeist here for hockey? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we you know as uh, as a hockey fan, obviously we um, you know we're we're big fans here. Needless to say, you know across the across the the border. But you know we look at markets within you know U.S. Um, we look at you know Europe specifically the 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 Nordic countries, and we've seen. Just a lot of you know passion and a lot of excitement from our fans uh, there, and uh, you know even outside of the traditional what we call you know hockey hockey hotbeds, right? The the original six, you know Chicago, Boston, um, those areas. You know obviously you know Tampa having won the championship uh, twice now. Um, hockey is getting very big there in, in Florida, 
um, not a traditional hockey market. So definitely as a hockey fan, it's, uh, it's great to see the, the sport grow. Yeah, it is interesting. I lived in Florida for a long time. My parents were effectively walking distance from where the, the Panthers play out there in the Sawgrass area. And uh, hockey hockey fandom's uh, doing very well. And I will say, as someone who's been to some Lightning games as a Flyers fan, seeing them win twice, uh, oftentimes with a lot of talent going back and forth, has been very tough, very tough to swallow. But uh, one of the things I'm, I'm pretty excited uh, about, actually, is with the Olympics coming up and the return of of uh, NHL talent to, to that because we, we get the Olympics just coming up in a, in a few months. How How is that impacting the team and what you're thinking about, um, you know, with NHL 22 and, and um, you know, sort of people play games for a long time? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, again, personal level, as, as a fan, that's very exciting. Um, you know, obviously, when you get an opportunity to watch best on on best uh, hockey, uh, nothing gets, gets better than that, um, you know, especially when the last – you know, I guess the most lasting memory as uh, as a Vancouverite was uh, 2010 when Crosby scored the the golden goal. I think you know we all remember the moment of of, of where we are, and just you know for the next generation of, of fans to be able to to see and appreciate that, I think it's uh, I think it's really you know I think it's really exciting. Um, you know, for for our team, you know what it really means is you know how do we how do we elevate you know those superstars that are playing on the international stage. Um, and that's something obviously we, we, you know, we try to do year over year is, um, you know, make these superstars feel, feel bigger than life and let's, let's celebrate them. Um, you know, maybe in ways that, uh, you know, maybe you're, you're in a, you're, you're in a market where you don't get all the games. Um, so you don't, you don't know these players. I think, you know, both our game and, and the Olympics have a way of, you know, serving up those players and elevating their, their superstardom. So I think it's really exciting for the game. All right, let's get into the game deeply. Um, you know, as NHL 22, I've been playing since NHL uh, 94, probably. Um, but a big shift here in in the game this year. You know, some years bigger jumps than others, but uh, with the adoption of the Frostbite engine. Um, so we've seen FIFA adopt the Frostbite engine uh, some years ago at this point and, and successfully at that. So I'm, I'm curious how the Frostbite engine uh, affects NHL, how it improves things and, and what that's been like. Yeah, definitely. So it's, uh, it's, it's actually been a couple of years, you know, in the making for the NHL franchise. Um, it's great to be on Frostbite where, you know, honestly, we have unparalleled, you know, visual uh, upgrades across the game. Um, you know, and that's, that's even before talking about the, the transition to uh, the new gen consoles and, you know, Xbox Series X. Um, you know, the frostbite engine in terms of what it what it brings us um, you know what the players see on the ice everything from you know dynamic lighting uh, shadows to you know when you get get in and close and zoom in to all the micro details in the environment um, and then in a day making everything that much more lifelike um, you know so as a you know as a developer uh, who's seen the game come together in the last two years, really proud of what we've been, been able to achieve. And, you know, for us to, uh, I think one of the most memorable things speaking of the Kraken is, you know, being able to, to fly through the climate pledge arena for the first time before anybody has had the chance to, to see it. Um, you know, obviously it's not a, a, a function that all our players have, but as a developer, that was one of the treats, um, zooming around, going to the press box. Um, you know, that's, that's some of the, the more exciting visual upgrades that we've, put on the box, put in the box this year. 
Knowing how hard it's going to be to get tickets for the game, I will 100% see the inside of the Climate Pledge Arena in the game before I'm able to actually go go into the building. So uh, looking forward to, to seeing how that all comes together. Uh, so yeah. let, you did mention uh, Xbox Series X and S, and uh, now that you've had like a full year uh, nearly since since the next-gen Xbox consoles came out, um, how do, how has that extra time helped, and and what are you able to do to you know really take advantage of the power and the speed that that uh, they deliver? Yeah, good question. So um, you know, you had mentioned you had mentioned uh, Frostbite. Um, you know, the first time that we're we're on that engine, um, the extra horsepower through the the console hardware uh, that allows us to, to take it a, a notch up in terms of you know the 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 visual effects. Um, you know, the, the, the quality of dynamic lighting and effects I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, but also, um, you know, even the user experience, uh, faster, faster, faster load times um, on top of the, of the better visuals, um, smoother gameplay. You know, that's, that's at the core of our experience. Obviously, hockey being a very, a very fast sport, um, you know, the, the combination of, of stunning visuals and uh, smooth gameplay, I think we're, the biggest benefits that we saw in terms of the jump to the new new gen hardware. Yeah, I've always felt like uh, hockey games specifically show off the hardware so well because you have the ice, you have reflections in ways that sports that take place on grass that, that it's not as easily noticeable. And but hockey games, I feel like they look great first, which is uh, really cool. All the reflections and lights coming from all different directions. Um, I, so some new some new systems here uh, in NHL 22. Can you tell me about uh, X Factor and how that changes the game? Yeah, X Factor is uh, is obviously you know something that we've you know thought about uh, doing for a while. And, and Madden, um, I know you guys had had Mike, our friend Mike here, uh, just last month. But um, X Factor was was built on top of this idea where. You know, like I was saying earlier, elevating the superstars in the game of, of hockey and, and making them feel larger than life. Um, you know, their 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 personality nice, but you know, more so their their ability. Um, so this year we've introduced uh, and 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 hockeyfied it in a way that makes sense for you know for our game and, and our sport. Um, you know, bringing that in and adding what we're calling you know zone abilities, which are you know game changing, almost game breaking abilities. Uh, that highlight the the skill and abilities that these players have, and then superstar ability is you know kind of the next layer, uh, next layer down in terms of hey, all these superstars have it, but you know not not quite elite. So one of my um, best friends on the, the team here. Thing, uh, oh, please go on, go go. Yeah, I was, I was say the the other thing that uh, superstar X factor you know gives us um, is obviously the the benefit of changing the meta of our of our gameplay. Uh, year over year, the strategies and how you approach the game is is also different. Uh, but also, you know, it's it's available in all modes, um, whichever mode you play, whether online, offline, ultimate team, or multiplayer in World of Chell. Um, Superstar X Factor is is definitely front and front and center. Very cool. So I was talking to my uh, one of my best friends on the team is is from Vancouver, big Canucks fan. He's very happy we're going to be having a, a rivalry here uh, pretty soon. Um, and I was asking him what he's most excited about uh, and what he's looking forward to for NHL 22. And he mentioned some changes that he believes are coming to the stick physics. Um, is that something you can you can talk to? Yeah, stick physics. Um, stick physics, something that is uh, a bit more, I would say. 
uh, geared towards the authenticity of of the game. Um, you know, we try to we try to make you know upgrades uh, to our core systems all the time and listening to our fans. With the introduction of Superstar X Factor, we thought it was a perfect time to bring together the um, not only the abil- these abilities uh, that the as the Superstar X Factor brings to life, but also the physicality uh, of the game and again, keeping things authentic. Um, you know, the example of you know having uh, having the drive to the net and, and power forward ability, um, and seeing the, the 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 stick being you know knocked around against the the, the player's legs. Um, and you know your ability to to drive in with your your arm down to protect the puck and seeing the stick interact um, that was a level of authenticity and realism that that we haven't you know yet had before um, you know and, and again going to the, the the new gen consoles that that extra point horsepower allowed us to to do that with stick and physics all the time um, and and actually the the thing I should mention so I forgot to mention was you know stick and physics also in, interacts with everything in the environment so it's not just you know, in, in the moment-to-moment gameplay, when when you use these abilities, it's on all the time. All right, I'm sure that will lead to some like you know different emerging gameplay, and you know the puck going in more realistic ways, which will be, I mean, that's that's the pursuit of perfection that I know you all are after uh, year after year. Um, just one last thing I want to bring up, as uh, you know, I'm living in a city now where there's going to be a lot of new hockey fans, and I'm sure that happened in Vegas a couple of years ago and is continuing to happen. Um, and also with the Olympics, like you said, uh, with the NHL players coming back, it's there's going to be a lot of new people like turned on the hockey for the first time, and I'm, I'm sure picking up your game uh, for the first time or the first time in a long time. How are you onboarding? What, what's a great place to start? with uh, new players because there's so many deep things, but when you're coming back to just like, Hey, I haven't played in a while. I've, I played on the Genesis. How do I play on this? So uh, where, what's um, you know, what's the best place to start for new players? Yeah, I would say, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you two answers. Um, you know, if you're playing, if you're playing offline with uh, you know, with, with a friend as you know, we know how social connection is, is very important, especially, you know, during this uh, during this time uh, in, in the pandemic here, um, you know, if we're we're talking about just you know hanging out, playing with your friend on, on Friday night, um, you know, play now and, and jumping in with your favorite team. So you know, Seattle and and, and Philly, and in, in this case, uh, that's a good place to experience you know the authenticity of everything that we've added in the game this year, uh, from you know superstar X Factor to um, you know all the next gen visual and, and presentation. So you get the you get the uh, you know full package, uh, but if you were talking about online, um, I would say jump into World of Chell, play a pickup game of you know pond hockey, uh, you know outdoors uh, through ones or, or through three, um, you know where you'll you experience the fun fast hockey, you know in, in a team based uh, team based environment. Clem, thanks so much for joining us here. The hockey season's kick is uh, dropping the puck here pretty soon, and uh, but to play NHL very soon as well. Uh, release date, there's actually two of these. So uh, you're going to be able to play on Tuesday. That's October 12th if you have the deluxe edition. And then the uh, global launch for the game next Friday, week from when you're first hearing this, October 15th. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, well, who you got this season? Sorry, who's, who's I, I, I didn't cup? catch that. Who's, who's uh, going to be lifting the cup? I, uh, I'm just putting you on the spot. Uh, you know what? Tampa for the uh, for the three peat. Um, can't 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 bet against uh, Cooch and and Vassy there. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not the biggest Tampa fan, but I'm going to go with that. It has been over a decade since one of my favorite games, Alan Wake, came to Xbox 360. Joining me right now is the legendary Sam Lake to talk about the remaster of Alan Wake. Sam, it's great to see you. Larry, this is awesome. It's been a long time, but but kind of like feels like a full circle for us to be here and, and, and talk about Alan Wake again. I have to tell you something. I mean, you and I were just talking before we started recording. I, you know, you and I have talked to each other over your many, many projects from Remedy over the years. And it's always great to talk to you. But I remember this was the first time you and I were introduced to each other. And we talked was talking about Alan Wake when it was released in 2010. It's the remaster. Yes. The remaster's been out now, or is out now. It's available uh, available on, on more platforms than almost ever before. Um, but well, ever before, yes. <laughs> let's talk about um, what it was like for you to bring uh, Alan Wake to a much wider audience. Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity, and 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 kind of like I'm proud of all the games that we have made, and and. But somehow Alan Wake always has had this special place in my heart. Uh, and, and to be able to come back to it uh, now and, and kind of polish it up and, and offer it to new audiences, like obviously for, for the, uh, our longtime fans, who have been asking for a remaster uh, for for quite quite a time again and again, persistently and patiently, <laughs> uh, but also for for a new generation of, of uh, uh, gamers out there, it it it's a it's a wonderful uh, opportunity and 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 really happy that we could make it happen. And I think it's important to point out that this this is a remaster of the 2010 game, which, by the way, award-winning. Everybody loved this game. It was called the top game of the year on many lists in 2010. But the, there, this is going to be a, a, a real fresh look at it. And, and you you guys provided a video for me here that I kind of want to I want to show here of the remaster. And this this is really stunning. I mean, here we see. You know, Welcome to Bright Falls. This all looks so familiar, but really it's dramatic when you look at some of these visuals. What was it like for the team to kind of, I mean, look at this. That looks amazing. I mean, it's almost like a new place, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like visiting a place that that uh, is a special place for you. and and But at the same time, uh, we we kind of like it's it's more real than ever before in right. in in many ways and 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 being able to kind of come back to it has been has been wonderful uh, and it, and it, it this has kind of like clicked into place on many levels like like our previous game control uh, obviously established uh, this idea that has been kind of like slowly building. For years and years and years, this idea that that uh, we could be building games that actually share a connected universe, and 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 with Control we were able to, uh, you know, make make it official that that yeah. Alan Wake uh, exists in the same world. Then the final DLC for Control was very crossover to Alan Wake's world, and and. That in itself was really interesting, like coming back to write more 
Alan Wake and 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 kind of like that felt very easy and natural slipping into that world and his voice but also interestingly seeing how you know us at Remedy as creators and 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 as a writer you know you have grown and evolved and suddenly even if you are dealing with the same themes suddenly you know you have a different perspective and 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 you are exploring these uh, uh, same ideas from a slightly different perspective but coming out of that then to have this opportunity for for maybe new fans who have not played our previous games and not played Alan Wake but have played control and 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 gotten to know Alan Wake through that and now giving Alan Wake remastered to everybody to to experience again with kind of a fresh look as a, as as a as someone who's the writer and you're you're so creative and you're the creative driving force behind you know th- th- this amazing game was it challenging or difficult for you to go back and 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 go back and and say oh we're going to redo this and remaster it or were you like yeah let's and you rolled up your sleeves and jumped in or did you have any did you have any trepidation i mean there there, there was a discussion at the, at the very beginning on how should we approach this and obviously like if we look at classic games coming uh out as remasters or remakes these days, that there, there is a wide uh, uh, spectrum of, of different uh, ways to approach it, uh, and 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 we felt that that kind of like uh, taking the visuals, bringing them to modern world, and 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 kind of like uh, 4K and and you know creating Alan Wake's model again now to match our actor, Ilka Villi, uh, in, in much finer detail, which obviously kind of like after Alan Wake, we made Quantum Break with you guys. Right. And, and, and there we went with kind of digital doubles as an idea that actors match the models. That was not the case with Alan Wake yet, that, that we, we, we were not there yet. But these days we are. And, and being able to come back and, and kind of remake the model and, and everything that goes with it, cinematics and, 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 and mocap and, and all, uh, that, that felt like a perfect approach for it. And, and in a way that made it easy for me, because like, you know, from, from creative perspective, the idea of, of totally ripping it open and, and reimagining it, uh, essentially, that would have been a multi-year, full-blown game project then. But yeah. this way, uh, we were able to do this while still being like get, get this up and running while still being busy with control, uh, and 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 so that that as an approach felt like like the way to go, and and very happy with the result. Now you said you know you talked about the actor uh, looking very you know looks. Alan Wake now looks like the actor. And so you're saying is that back in 2010, well, before that, when you were developing the game, 2007 and what have you, is that you, the technology just wasn't there to make it, make the actor look like look like Alan Wake, right? You know, we weren't there yet. And that, that must be freeing for you is now you have all this technology. Yeah, I mean, it's it, obviously like, like this, this being 
uh, I mean, technology is going forward at, at, at such, such a fast pace, and it gives these new opportunities with, with each game. Each game is a discovery of, of something new. And, and it's been this kind of like evolution on this path that, that uh, yeah, I mean, this, this as an idea wasn't really yet there when, right. when we were working on Alan Wake. We, we were starting to get there bit by bit. And, and, and then with Quantum Break, a huge leap, especially with the, with the TV show there, right. it just made so much sense to push this as far as we could so, so that, you know, that the models match the live action actors. And, and, and these days it's, it's a given. And, and, and so being able to upgrade Alan Wake uh, into this uh, as well. And I also want yeah. to point out, if you're lucky enough to have an Xbox One X, you can enjoy Alan Wake in a quality mode at 30 frames per second, or yes. you can go up, yeah. you can get up to 60 frames per second. I don't even know what that's going to be like. I mean, that's just mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's wonderful to kind of like uh, bring it to kind of modern standards uh, with that. The one thing I noticed, uh, you know, I was reading about this, and I'm going to play a little bit of the trailer here, is that you, uh, during, for the remaster, we have the, of course, I go to play the trailer, and it's a black screen. Uh, <laughs> that's my fault here. <laughs> but during the remaster, you, you've done some commentary. So let's talk about that, because now people can enjoy your commentary over, over the game. Tell us about that and what that was like doing the commentary, like, like a director's cut. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a great opportunity to, to kind of like sit down and reflect back. Uh, I mean, we, we kept the original commentary there, but, but we also noticed that, that like it, it's, it's probably interesting to, to uh, you know, certain segments of the audience to go back all the way to the process of creating the original game. And, and it goes to kind of, quite a bit of uh, into details right. but then there was this idea that how about i just sit down and and you know start thinking reflecting back you know over 10 years and and what you know how do i see the process now with this distance in between it and and kind of like maybe also have this opportunity uh to open it up in a fresh way uh, to to talk about the teams and and you know as I now remember the ideas how they came about and and what was the intent there on the story uh, side so so it, it to me also it was an interesting journey sitting down and 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 just talking about this it was it was more it was therapeutical it was right it felt like you were there <laughs> yes that too I, I mean like like you know. All of these game projects are, are huge endeavors, yeah. uh, complicated things, and and, and 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 winding roads of discovery. Certainly, like you know, if you if you go back and 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 start digging into all kinds of making of material of Alan Wake, uh, it it was a long and winding road <laughs> to to get to the end. And and and, but but you know, all the more reason to feel really proud of, of the achievement that that makes it kind of like to, to have it finished and 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 uh, kind of like getting it done and obviously we we share a lot of that 
uh, with 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 Microsoft and Xbox and 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 all. Like we were on this journey together, which was wonderful. Now, one of the areas when we get sometimes when we get the the re-release games or the remastered is some of the some of the things may not be the same as we remember. And we're talking about the soundtrack because musical rights are so difficult. But I'm, ex- yeah. I, I mean, I, I, my understanding is that the 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 great soundtrack with Alan Wake, it's intact, it's there, it's all ready to go, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there were some uh, kind of uh, tripping along the way that 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 the original license agreements, uh, as much as I understand, were were only for seven years, and 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 then we all realized that at some point. But, but we managed to negotiate all the rights back. And, and, and so the whole complete soundtrack uh, is there. Obviously, we, we always had the wonderful, wonderful soundtrack from Petri Alanko, yeah. uh, kind of the award-winning uh, orchestral uh, uh, part of it. And, and, and then we had kind of our, almost our house band, uh, Poets of the Fall, who, who were took this role of fictional band, Old Gods of Asgard, right. and, and that's all there. But on top of that, with, with the help of, 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 of you guys at, at Microsoft, we managed to license a pretty stellar uh, selection of, of licensed music that, that kind of like pretty much a, a dream list from myself for episode endings like David Bowie and Nick Cave and, and Poe and... and you know these things that to me perfectly fit and 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 added you know depth into the storytelling and, and it's all there and and it's pretty unique uh, on on standards of, of of games out there yeah and I, as i mentioned at the beginning of the interview this it was originally on xbox 360 but now it's it's now available on a variety of platforms remastered you've got it on windows PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I mean, I know folks get creative. For the when I first time ever. Yes. Yeah. It's uh... and, and of course Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. But this is, yes. you know, I want to see if we can talk a little bit about I mean, this is a this is, you know, a pure single player story driven experience, right? Well, as as pure as it get, gets, like <laughs> like uh, you know, you know, and, and, and that was very much uh our intent and 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 me being kind of like uh, the story guy and, and and writer, it's you know partly of course that's that's why it's so close to my heart. In 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 many ways, uh, I feel that that we managed to bring a very unique experience to to uh, gaming audiences uh, out there uh, with this idea that yes, it's it's it's. Uh, horror experience it's a it's a thriller a lot of mystery in there a lot of kind of like mysterious depth to dig in but on the side then it's not one note horror fest there 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 is this kind of like strong feeling of 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 place in pacific northwest small town uh close to your neck of woods of course uh (laughs) And 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 this kind of like colorful, larger than life personalities, quirky uh, locals, uh, giving giving, you know, uh, giving these different sides to this experience. When night falls, you know, horror 
comes out, but during daytime we are preparing for annual beer fest, and right. and and we have the crazy locals uh, going about. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, you know every time everybody I take that I know that comes out to visit me in the northwest here in the Seattle area, we'll take them out to the woods, and they're like, "This is like Alan Wake." So if you've never been to the northwest of the United States, just play Alan Wake, play the remastered, and it, it will be granted. There's not, I haven't discovered any of the the dark side that we see in some of the game, <laughs> yeah. but it's certainly you capture a lot of the beauty. You know, one of the things we talked about, we're talking about the remastered, we talked about the music and what it was like, you know, doing the commentary for you. But we talked about the, you know, the look of it. And it's interesting because you've got a couple things there that kind of show the difference between like instant in the diner, you've got uh, the, 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 the old school kind of coffee, uh, your coffee thermos, right? Yeah, I can, I can, I can show you the truth of why we made the remake. And, and I, I, I've been very open about being a coffee lover myself. Yes. And, and yes, in, in, in Alan Wake, you know, as a collectible, there, there are a hundred coffee thermoses to be to be found and and you know it 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 was getting to be pretty low polo and 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 low resolution these coffee thermoses that's, that's from the original but now, <laughs> yes that's uh, it, it, it is yes yes and and but now now <laughs> like 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 feast your eye on this like it's so realistic and and the coffee tastes much better like after we made made the remaster now now like you know every cup of coffee i've i've, I've drank since you know much much more realistic <laughs> yes yeah yeah i've like, like obviously you know uh manuscript pages like here all around you know i i i i have the clicker clicker here for you Somebody, some yeah. folks. If you don't know what that is, you will once you play the game. It's I'm so excited. The game, the game's available now. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered uh, feature. It's the full game and both DLCs. It's now available on Windows, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. Now available. If you have an Xbox Series X, you're going to enjoy it uh, in in 60 frames per second, and you're going to just totally enjoy. It. Sam, any fine words? Any final words before I let you go? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was saying that, that like, this was easy for me as a creator. Like, like we, we just went in and, and uh, uh, recreated the, the content, the objects, and, and all to modern standards, like, like went in on the tech side and, and, and kind of made it run much more smoothly. Uh, and and from kind of a writer perspective and creative uh, uh, director perspective, you know, an easy ride. And and we had really really ta talented uh, artists uh, in house and and with our outsourcing partner D3T uh, working on it, but could not quite leave it to that. So so had like you know I I, I guess that all the all of you who have played Remedy games, you you know that there are tend to be Easter eggs there. Yeah. So so maybe there are a couple of new new ones squeezed in and hidden in there for <laughs> for for kind of returning Alan Wake fans to discover. And, and I I hope hope you enjoy them. Well, Sam, I know we will. I really appreciate your time. It's always good to see you. I love chatting with you. It's been great knowing you and watching your success over the past <sighs> decade and beyond. So thank you for coming on the show. And, and can we get you on again? Maybe thank sometime you, Larry. In the future? 
Thank you. I yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure that we will many yeah. times. Uh, uh, this this was a pleasure. Earlier this week, Rainbow Billy released on Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch. I've been fortunate enough to try it out a little bit today, so I'm really excited to be joined by Chris uh, Chansey from Manavoid Studios. So thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah, do you want to just tell us a little bit about Rainbow Billy? Absolutely. So Rainbow Billy is an adventure RPG platformer uh, where... Basically, you you play this young character named Billy who's going on a coming-of-age tale. Uh, you're in a really nice and colorful world, and then suddenly the great Leviathan takes it all away, and it's up to you to recolor not just the different islands that you'll be exploring, but all of the different characters that uh, have lost their way uh, as you encounter them uh, throughout your adventure. Very cool. Obviously, it has a very distinct art style, which I really enjoy. It reminds me of at least a couple different Cartoon Network TV shows that I've seen. Um, what's the, I guess, why did you decide to go that direction with the, the art and the design of the game? Well, I mean, initially, we, we kickstarted the game back in 2018. And it was a 2D game back then. And, and we were really, uh, we were really inspired by games like Cuphead and uh, Ben the Ink Machine would use like a you know, old 1930s Disney cartoons uh, to really good effect. And we wanted to make an RPG. Uh, and so we started exploring in that style. And then as the game was developing, you know, the whole rhetoric of like coming from black and white into color, we felt that we also needed to modernize a little bit of the art style. And, and we decided to kind of go more into the 90s cartoons, which I think is what you're referring to. Um, our art director is really insane at drawing this style as well. And, and we had so many different creatures and different like, you know, bosses and areas that we wanted to create that, you know, having that cartoon, not just art style, but animation style as well, just allowed us to, to kind of go crazy and, uh, and, you know, just work in an imaginary world <laughs> and doing whatever we wanted. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. I, I see a little bit of the semblance to Cuphead, but the gameplay is pretty cool where you actually have a few different methods of, I, I don't want to say like fighting the <laughs> fighting the different characters in the game, um, you know, just between like puzzles and like turn like turn based challenges. Um, it's pretty neat. Can you tell us a little bit more about the gameplay? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that, you know, we're proud of with this game is that it's nonviolent. So we kind of created a turn based RPG uh, combat system in, in parentheses, if we want, where, uh, you know, basically the whole idea is, we call them confrontation, the whole idea is to have a dialogue with the character that you're confronting. And basically, this character has lost its colors, you're trying to understand which colors, like, you know, like what their personality is, like, you're, you're just trying to understand them as a, as a character. And then uh, with the friends that you've made along the way, which are kind of like these tokens that you can put on the board, uh, you can recolor them with specific colors. And then once they're recolored, they join your team. Uh, so it's kind of like a creature collection game at the same time as, uh, as an RPG in that sense. Uh, we wanted the game to be really wholesome and positive in its messaging. And so we really wanted to go the nonviolent route. Uh, and, uh, and it all stemmed from a, a gamesindustry.biz article that we saw in 2019 uh, that said only 17% of games that were shown at E3 that year were nonviolent. And, you know, we thought, well, that sucks. <laughs> it would be like, there's so many cool things that you can do with video games as a medium, uh, you know, and we just wanted to kind of explore that route and be different in that sense. And uh, we leaned into it, you know, not just in the narrative sense, but also mechanically 
the game. You know, it's it's all about empathy and understanding and just, you know, having a conversation. Yeah, it's very cool. And I think with some of, I guess, with games that don't have, um, you know, that are nonviolent, it can be easy to maybe portray it as like a kid's game or like a soft game. But um, it's actually really like, I feel like it's really cleverly designed. Like I've really enjoyed going around and talking to all the different characters. They have, you know, little quips that they make. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I guess um, my next question is just around like who you think the game is kind of designed for. I mean, it seems like there are a lot of different, you know, features. I mean, um, yeah, I guess who's your target audience for the game? Well, you know, it's a, it's an E for everyone, family friendly game. So I think, you know, everyone can kind of, it, it, I think it's a fun game. So I think everyone can enjoy it. We really tried with the writing to, to go like that down that really like thin Disney line where, you know, it's accessible to children, but there's a lot of references to things that are going to make parents chuckle as well. Um, so I, I think in that sense, anyone can really enjoy it. I, I Kids obviously is is one of our main targets because of all of the messaging around it. You know, there, there's a lot of talk about you know bullying and stuff like that and how to address it. And you know, we're trying to have kind of that positive feel. And, and there's a lot of characters that you encounter that are going through some stuff that I think anyone has gone through or any child is currently going through. And so, just having an open conversation about it, like and having that representativity, might just make things like a little bit easier or at least stimulate a cool discussion with the kid and parents that might be playing with their children. Uh, so that was definitely one thing that we wanted to do. But in the end, like this, this is an indie game that mixes and matches genres in a new way. We think there's a lot there that has never really been done before. A lot of stories uh, we're telling and, and characters that we're presenting that have never really been shown in a video game. And so I think in that sense, anyone that's just a fan of indie games in general can really, I think, you know, try this experience and, and get something really cool out of it. Yeah. And so the game just released this week. Um, how has the reception been so far? I'm sure you've been watching a lot of streams and people playing. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 everyone's so positive about the game. It's kind of awesome. I, I'm pinching myself as a developer. You're like always so afraid of what the reception is going to be. <laughs> But uh, we have a 80 Metacritic uh, on PC currently. Uh, you know, streamers have been super enthusiastic about the game. I think, you know, the positive vibes that the game brings out is, is like, a, I think it's a good moment in time for positive vibes as well. So I think yeah, people are, are kind of rallying around the, just the messaging of the game as well. So, I mean, so far, reception has been insane. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't have hoped for a better, honestly, like reception so far. We're, we're super enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I so I've been playing on Xbox and I like the controls. It feels good, but I I actually have a trip coming up this weekend, so I'm thinking I might download it for Switch instead. Um, I feel like it would be even better on Switch potentially. So, um, yeah, nicely done. Uh, I guess is there anything else you'd like to add, or where can people go to like learn more about the game? Um, so we're out on all platforms. Uh, the game has been optimized to work on everything. Uh, we're going to be releasing next gen later uh, in the next few months. Um, right now, you can go and just type Rainbow Billy on any search engine, and you should be the first thing that you see. So it's pretty easy to find it. Uh, on Xbox, obviously, it's uh, it's fully optimized, and we're super happy of working with Microsoft on this project. Um, so yeah, I think 
it's out there. Just, you know, Google it. You'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, if folks try out Rainbow Billy, let us know in the comments. We'd love to know your, your take on it. So thanks again. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you to our guest this week. It was a great week of interviews. Uh, Rebecca, Rainbow Billy, you did a great job. Jeff, you always do a great job with NHL, and I'm always fun to catch up with Sam Lake. Alan Wake Remastered. First-time PlayStation people can play Alan Wake. That's pretty big. All the PlayStation people listening to the show, they found out today. I'm sure All there's right. some. All right. Now, usually about this time in the show, we talk about news. So we're going to big, big news for, for Windows fans. If you're if you have Windows, Jeff has some news about Windows, right? I mean, right. I'm know. sure you you should know by now, but uh, Windows 11 uh, became available this week, generally available, as we say. Uh, some of us, uh, myself included, had downloaded the Insider version. I've been running Windows 11 on my gaming PC for um, a couple months now at this point. Uh, I will say from a, a transition from an OS, it is the smoothest I've done. Um, it just like it wasn't like, oh, it's going to take an hour to install. And it like went really very quickly. I was like, wait, is that it? Are we done? We were done. Compatibility has been great. Um, I played all of Deathloop uh, on Windows 11 over the uh, course of the past few weeks. So um, has a really cool look to it. Uh, a lot of redesigns on just the look and feel. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's here and you can get it when you're ready for it. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting features uh, for gamers that are uh, that this will empower and those are going to start to show up. Uh, some of these are, are things that you're, you become accustomed to if you have an Xbox Series X or S. Um, obviously, there's that speed, what we, we call direct storage, will allow to be empowered uh, by Windows 11 and games will uh, begin taking advantage of it. And I'm sure we will let you know when uh, that becomes a case, but it is, it, it's, you know, it's crazy how quickly things load up on your, your series X. Can't wait to have that on my gaming PC as well. Uh, another thing is try to show yeah. something here, Jeff, I've got, I don't oh, know if I can show do it because I was going to show if, if, if you have a PC that's, um, uh, that's capable of it, you'll actually get a pop-up and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but, um, yeah, I guess I'm not be able to. But yeah, you just go into your where you could do Windows Update. There'll be a little banner in their center that says this PC can run Windows 11. It'll kind of give you some links so how you know yep. how to download it. So it's really straightforward, very easy, and and it's a it's a free update for most people. Something that you'll see uh, like now, if you have an HDR capable monitor, um, Windows 11 has auto HDR again. Something that we saw uh, Xbox. Um, Institute over the course of the last year or so. And it basically means like over a thousand games that run uh, via DirectX uh, 11 or 12 will now automatically have empowered high dynamic range. Some of these games are games that were shipped and done before HDR even exists. Well, now you get to you know enjoy that wider range of brightness and, and colors. Um, so a lot of cool stuff coming. There's a rebuilt... Um, uh, a tool by which you are able to download uh, through the Xbox app uh, Game Pass games. So give that a look. Of course, we're, we're entering into like an incredibly rich time of Game Pass games coming uh, to both PC and Xbox. And on, on Windows 11, you're going to be able to enjoy Back for Blood next week. And in a couple weeks out, we'll be playing, uh, we're going to be playing Age of Empires, Forza, Halo, so many great things coming to Game Pass. And it's going to be easier to find and download those things through the Windows 11 updated Xbox app. So are you using Windows 11, Rebecca? 
Not yet, but after Jeff's spiel about how easy it was to to make the change, uh, I probably should. Who needs panos? We have Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't go off the cuff quite to the level that panos can. There's a reason you see him on stage. Also, he knows stuff and makes things and I don't. So um, really, I shouldn't be in the same room as him at any given point. Anyway, uh, what else do we have for news? Rebecca, what do you got over there? Yeah, so October is Disability Awareness Month. Uh, Xbox, as always, has a lot of fun stuff that we're doing to support. Um, you know, we've talked a few times about Microsoft Rewards. So these are um, points that you earn from just doing things on Microsoft and Xbox platforms, playing games, um, using Bing. Um, and you can use those rewards points to donate to different uh, different groups that are making a positive impact, like Special Effects, Able Gamers, and Warfighter Engaged for this month. Um, and Microsoft will match those donations throughout this whole Disability Awareness Month. Um, Thank you. We also have some good programming on uh, our Xbox like Twitch channel. Um, I think next week for World Sight Day on October 14th, um, we're actually going to be hosting Sightless Combat and he's going to be playing uh, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, which is uh, an audio only game geared toward blind and low visibility uh, players. Um, So that'll be a pretty cool, interesting, unique stream, I think. I recommend checking out the Xbox Wire post if you're interested in learning more. We have uh, an Xbox accessibility showcase video, which just has a lot of different like community stories, um, information on like the features and updates we've been making to try to make games more accessible and enjoyable for all. Um, and it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty cool overview. Thank you for that, Rebecca. Yeah, there's some cool stuff happening. In fact, you you were talking about it a little bit. You touched on it during your Rainbow Billy interview, how there's some actually some accessibility options in games. In fact, Jeff and I noticed when we played, and maybe some people have noticed this already, when you when you start, right when you start Far Cry, there's voiceover that says, hey, this is to get you started. So I'm really excited to see, you know, some of the um, efforts that a lot of the developers have made to make games more accessible. So thank you for that, Rebecca. <clears throat> All right, yeah, Jeff. Absolutely. We are going to ping pong over to you. All right. Well, I'm looking through, I'm scrolling through right now, the Forza Horizon 5 achievements list, which was revealed this week. This is, this is like, there's like this cliche that they say on like the first day of the season in, you know, baseball or something like, and everyone's in first place. Anything is possible. We can all do this. And I'm looking at this list and I'm like, we can all 1k this game. We can do it. Then, you know, maybe we come crashing down to earth in some cases, literally in this game, uh, trying to get three stars on, you know, every stunt or something like that. But looking at the list, it feels, I'm like, oh, I can unlock the first player house for 10 gamer score, complete any horizon race event. That's that's I'll do that in the first hour. Then you start to say, okay, there's things like event lab and you know exploring other things, and then there's things where it's um, you know drive, discover and drive every road in Mexico. That's always the one that gets me uh, is the get every road. I do try to get them all, and I usually fall short around seventy percent. But maybe maybe this is the year because um, maybe this time beautiful. I, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping I, so. I am hopeful, Jeff, that you will be able to do this. I, there's, there's I, no I think that if I if I 1K this game, I'm going to buy myself a new pair of shoes. Uh, really? What kind of shoes should Jeff get, Rebecca? Oh, the ones, I the see. ones to your right That's on nice. the wall there. No, no, don't don't look don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, 
for Xbox's 20th anniversary, we actually are releasing uh, a special collaboration pair of sneakers with Adidas. Uh, I think it's the first. Yeah. (laughs) They're the first console inspired sneaker. um, And they're actually going to be available for fan purchase. Um, So folks just need to follow Xbox on Twitter to learn more, but they're pretty, they're pretty slick. Um, what I have yeah, I don't know if they is, would match with all the things I have, but it, I would wear them. What I have to say is, um, when we when we launched Xbox in 2001, I joined the team a little bit thereafter. And I'm just showing you some pictures of what the shoes look like. Um, there was actually <laughs> members of this team that had sneakers very similar to this. I don't know if they were Adidas or what brand they were, but what the design was similar in terms of the colors and whatnot. Um, so these actually remind me a lot, and I should get. I think he may still have his pair. But these were beautiful sneakers that you could only get and you could work on the team and then they were gone. So the fact we're going to be selling these publicly, that's a big deal. So I'm really excited about uh, – and, and Jeff, you know I love my Adidas sneakers. So I, You are very much – you're a, an Ultra Boost man, if I yeah. recall. I've got my my Lego Ultra Boost over there. I've got the James Bond ones. <laughs> I've got a bunch of different ones that I, that I do. So I'm, I'm excited to see our collaboration with uh, with Adidas. So there you go. This is going to be a, ta- a tough uh, drop to cop, I think. So definitely uh, keep your eyes out. And um, I, I think we saw it on a – yeah, this is – we saw these in a deck They're before. Like but now seeing them on people's feet. That, that is that my ankle? It's not. But um, <laughs> they, look, they look good on the feet. And um, – I know that I'll probably not be able to get these, but I really want them now. They're based on the um, forum tech base. Um, forum, forum, Adidas forums are very comfortable. So um, I don't know if they're technically a skate shoe, but they, they sure they're good. good. So um, I, I want them. I want them. No, but right, I got a one K Forza first. So that's yeah, the, then that's then you the get those or not. Jeff, Jeff said, uh, as you said, uh, follow at Xbox on Twitter. Of course, Jeff and I'll be posting about it as well. So uh, looking forward to Hopefully seeing those. All right. All right, Rebecca, news to you. What do you got, my friend? <laughs> no, that was last oh, night. Are you back? I was there. Larry, <laughs> pay attention. Oh, I'm going to go full screen to Rebecca to not her tell anyway. Not now, are you all right? Are you okay, Larry? Well, I got to tell you something. I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling over here. Do you know why? Why? Oh, it's the gloves. It's the gloves. Tell us. Tell us, Larry. <laughs> Uh, we, we Sound had, more enthusiastic, Jeff. <laughs> we had a pretty big announcement this week in that a brand new, check it out. In fact, some p- folks, I should go full screen here, um, but we yeah. have- if We can do it. We have a new controller, and maybe some folks noticed at the beginning of the show, it's right back here. So mm, show it to it, I see what you did. Do you, do you need me to like do the Johnny Gilbert narration over this? Look at that. So this, okay, That's right, Larry. You've got the 20th anniversary special edition <laughs> wireless controller, which also has a partner we'll be talking about soon. It's launching November 15th and available for pre-order right now, now, now. No. We were inspired by our favorite memories together from the last 20 years and created not one, but two unique accessories to commemorate this milestone. You see the beautiful Xbox green grips, which is going to make sure this does not slip out of your hand while you are playing a... Uh, High-intensity game of Halo Infinite. This is what the box and now we got to take a look at the box. Now it's oh, interesting. It's nice. I'm, I'm reading the copy on the back, and I, I, you know, we we love our marketing team and our marketing uh, partners. But I was reading, I was reading the the copy on the back here. Translucent design because it's translucent. See through see through casing celebrates 20 years of Xbox. Okay, I I liked this <laughs> description. 
sleek and sentimental. Kind of kind of like me. Exactly. Kind of sleek. <laughs> okay, right. Anyway. No, you are. You did a well, good job you, with you, the narration. You have yeah. the other thing. I yeah. do have the other thing. And, and even, let's go. Here, here we go. Let's bring it all up here. Look at this. Let me go full screen. Oh, yeah. I have that's not, pretty I, sick. I have not unboxed this one yet. This is the uh, this is the Xbox uh, headset, and this is you know it's immersive sound, lightweight and flexible, comfortable fit. This is uh, this is this is a pretty this is this is a this it's the stereo- 20th anniversary special edition Xbox stereo headset, Larry. Thank you, Jeffrey. Let me. Open it's got a finely crafted name for a finely crafted piece of kit. And let's, let, me, let me open this <laughs> wow. up. Let me open this up because it is uh, this box. I, I haven't even opened this box yet. You know what it's like to open boxes? You got to open the box first before the gloves come on. You're There we go. You just brute forced it. Here we go. Let me I take this out. We'll take a look at them. There we go. Let's go oh. full screen. Let's go full screen so you guys can see everything. Okay. The headset similarly features a translucent black body with silver <laughs> internals so you can see what brings the headset to life. Green accents on the boom mic inside and outside of the ear cups and the left <laughs> disc is marked with our 20th anniversary logo in our iconic green the right dial has wow. the xbox logo imprinted as seen on the xbox wireless and stereo headsets how much would you bid like nice work <laughs> oh my gosh anyway these these are these were announced uh, earlier this week and they're going to be available jeff do you have the pricing and the availability there Yes. So uh, the 20th anniversary special edition Xbox stereo headset launches November 15th and is available for pre-order today uh, at $69.99 in select Xbox markets. The controller is uh, also launching on uh, November 15th. What's that, Jeffrey? Yes. Oh, I like the case. I like the the stand. Yeah. That's really nice. The stand is available. All of this is available at news.xbox.com. We've got all of this there, and it's available if you want to check out the details on it. And then I've got a little bit more here, Jeff. Hold on. There's the, more. More. A little. A few more shots of the headset. Look what. What is this? Whoa. Oh, those oh. are nice. Yeah. Let's go back to that. We've got some gear that uh, that's also available that you can see mentioned in that post. So check that. Yes. Out. So just head over to gear.xbox.com for that. I definitely need the t-shirt for sure. I um, like the hat. Yeah. No, it is a nice hat. Yeah. And more dad hats are always good. Um, if I yes. wasn't clear, by the way, both the headset and the controller are $69.99 each um, uh, and available. Uh, at the Microsoft Store and other fine retailers. And this stand right here, this is uh, sold separately. Do you have the details? Oh, it's that? a charging stand. Yeah, it's a charging very stand. Very cool. So that's sold separately. Oh, very nice. But all the details are at news.xbox.com. I can take my gloves off for another. It feels like The, it feels the like charging a- stand is made by Razer, by the way. So if you're interested in the charging stand, head over to razer.com to sign up to be notified when the Razer Universal Quick stand, Charging Stand is available to purchase. That's- Let's go go over to that right here. Flipping through. There we go. Now you can kind of take a look at that. My slideshow's fighting against me, Jeff. It wants to just keep going. What's wrong? There you go. We had some good just going to keep it going. There it is. Some, we had some good stuff this week. This controller's really quite nice. I mean, we've got... It's funny. I'm it looks really good. With these controllers, I've got... Um, you know, this controller, and then I also have the... Uh, you know, this is now my kind of semi-permanent controller, is the Halo one. So it's look. I mean, look at these. It's real nice. This is this. Is, anyway, Ooh. Yeah, Larry. Larry, you're just showing off because we don't have any of those things. Yeah. So, um, 
I've given you all the enthusiasm I can give you without all having right. it in my hands. I really I got to get that controller. All right. What else, what else do we have there, Jeff? You got anything? I mean, we had shoes. Yeah. We have controllers. We have headsets. We have controller recharging stands. We have shirts. all the things surrounding the games. Why don't we talk about the game? Let's and do that. one of the great opportunities to play this week, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members with EA Play. Uh, can if you have ultimate, you have EA play can start playing the battlefield 2042 open beta. I see it right here. I'm just on the store trying to steer without actually looking at the screen. Oh, there's Ellen wake <laughs> and you just come right down in here. And, uh, in, yes, I will install and, uh, or you can, you know, uh, it's, it will be open by the time you hear the show, uh, open to, to everybody, I think, regardless of, of, um, Xbox Game Pass, uh, which and this will go on until October 10th. So very excited to play. We love Battlefield. Um, really enjoy like the, the more defined roles, being able to spend a lot of time in, in uh, vehicles. So very cool. Uh, nice little perk uh, of that early access for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. Yep. Some more games announced this week for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Of course, we know Back for Blood is coming out next week. Very excited for that. Um, there is a special edition early access uh, today, um, but us uh, Game Pass members, uh, it will be included there on October 12th, which is very soon, very soon. Uh, so here's, new, way, here's a, new, a quick pro tip. Yeah. Um, and yeah. If you don't know, go down, add, add the Game Pass section onto your dashboard in your mm -hmm. console. Mm -hmm. and you just go in here and you know, certainly you'll see everything that's new, but you can actually scroll right down here and we've got a section um, which will pretty much exactly you know tell you what you got, what's most popular, recently added. And here's, here's oh, I got a Phoenix Point. I forgot that was my, coming out. And here's one of my favorite features that we're testing right now is this little guy right here, play. So you can actually for for we're testing this with our insiders. Game Pass Ultimate members can stream games. Uh, Right, right to your console. So before you install, you can click this button and start playing. So we talked about that frequently on previous shows, but I just wanted to point that out. But yeah, check, add the Game Pass section, and then you can just go right. Every time you boot up your console, you can just go down to it and see what's new. The other way to do that, Larry, actually, if you want to go full screen back to your your system, um, so just back out, like go back to your dash. And this is, I'll tell you how I get to it, right. is um, I hit the Nexus button, hit, and then just hit right trigger and go right over there to the right and that's how i get to that even and it takes you there once again well. jeff is doing me better, wow. so there you go just, <laughs> that. i live to find the fewest amount of clicks to get anywhere take the fewest <laughs> amount of steps and you can, add, you can add you can add you can kind of put your you know add other games in here to play later so you can kind of kind of you know it's kind of this virtual stack of shame as it were where you can kind of add some things in there so there's some some cool features there so check that out but thank you for that Jeff. so good so good so new games announced this week. Uh, so the Rift Breaker, which will be available on October 14th, day one, available on Xbox Game Pass for uh, console, PC, and cloud. Um, and that means, you know, once you're in there, you'll be able to stream it like that. Um, Good Life is another one coming October 15th, available day one. Uh, we talked about uh, Game Pass, uh, uh, early access to Battlefield, um, and then uh, a couple of other games that are available now. The Procession to Cavalry. I am excited uh, about this game. Tell me, tell me about it. It's it seems like it's it's built out of like uh, Renaissance paintings. Yeah, it seems exactly. Like a really it's, it, well, it's, it's it's got a bunch of um, it's 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 got a bunch of classical music in there. It has, and it's you're right, Jeff. It's Renaissance paintings, and it's it just I don't know. There's something about this game that's I'm looking it up right now that's speaking to me, and I got to check it out. So it's in Game Pass. So again, 
Why not? Right? Why not? And that's available now um, when you're listening to this. Also, uh, Visage or Visage, yeah. uh, it's French for face. Uh, really? And it's a first-person psychological horror game. It's October. You want to play your horror games. Um, and here's one that's coming in the Game Pass for you to enjoy on console, PC, and the cloud. Last thing I just want to bring up real quickly, because this one kind of surprised me. Um, you know, when we went to... When we recorded our last week's show, it was before TGS uh, went up, and there's some yep. really cool stuff. There's actually a game that went in the Game Pass, uh, an RPG that seemed really cool that I'll be uh, trying to find time to play because um, my virtual stack of shame is um, virtually huge. But uh, there was a Stranger of Paradise, which is Final Fantasy Origin, has a trial edition, uh, which you can, they're basically doing tests uh, for it. The full game will come out next year, but you can try it out now. Uh, but for a very limited time, only until October 11th. So I want to make sure. So an action-based Final Fantasy game, uh, Team Ninja from uh, Koi, uh, Koi Tecmo, they are the ones who um, uh, built the game. And so really interesting combination. And um, it's available now, to, so you can try it out. And then they want you to fill out a survey and let uh, Square Enix know what you think about it, which I like that. And that's that. Uh, you can submit that until October 18th. All right. Uh, one more Thanks. thing about Game Pass before we let you go, and that is we've got a few games leaving Game Pass. So, Gone mm. 2, Heave Ho, Katana Zero, Scourgebringer, um, Tales of Vesperia HD, and the Sword of Ooh, that's a good one. Ditto. So, just uh, last chance. If you like them, you can get 20% off. Otherwise, uh, they're going to be leaving. Get the sale. Get so them. Okay. Yep. October 15th is when we say bye-bye to those games, but we'll get more games in there. Right? <laughs> Anything else? Gary? Probably. Wow. I, I think is that a segue to saying bye bye to this what a, show. What a uh, what a show we had this week. We had a mate. You guys did a great with the interviews. We had a lot of news. We had shoes. We had headsets. Did I mention we had controllers? We have controllers. News um, to choose and everything in between. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Rebecca, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to you playing more of um, the Billy game. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'll let you know what the trash cans talk to me and say this weekend. <laughs> what did they? What did they? What have they said to you so far? Is the big question. There have been some like cute little quips, like reminders uh, to recycle and not to litter, um, or like you know, gosh, I can't remember things like you know, like garbage. Like everyone can be garbage if they aspire to be, or like I don't know, little. <laughs> little things like that it's just i don't know it's like every positive, now and then i kind of go positive <laughs> and upbringing what's what's not to like anyway all yeah. right gang uh we gotta wrap it up jeff i know you have meetings to go to rebecca you i you certainly have meetings to go to and i've got a bunch to do so um do you want to tell people to like and subscribe jeff? we already did it at the beginning of the show larry but Wait. we do appreciate your comments we do yeah drop the comments down Most of them. be kind be kind <laughs> rebecca's mom reads the comments let's <laughs> kick Easy <sighs> all right, <else>? thanks. <laughs> yeah, bye. No. All right, gang. We'll see, you. Over, please. We'll, see, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks yeah. for thanks for everything, and uh, uh, we'll see you online. So, if you need to follow us, I'm going to hit the little button here to bring up our social handles. This is how you find us right there. Uh, let us know what you think, what you're playing, and we'll see you next week. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs>